Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podding This Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through our favorite or not-so-favorite Disney Channel original movies. I'm Adoni. I'm Brandon. <laughs> I'm Lori. Grab your ropes and gloves and skip on over, because today we're watching this knockout of a movie. Jump in. A teenager is pressured by his father to become a boxer, but a local girl introduces him to the very different sport of jump roping. What if it weren't a local girl and it was just somebody, like, traveling by? <laughs> <laughs> they just roped him into the traveling circus. Oh, that's a good one. They roped him in. But um boom. So this is one of those movies that I hate just starting off right there because it <laughs> feels like Disney spins the wheel and says, "What sport is it going to land on?" spins it again and combines the two. Well, no, it's always like two sports that have some skills vaguely related. Did they ever even reference the fact that Double Dutch would have skills relevant to boxing because like I feel like they never did. They never no. really blatantly said it to you but you kind of got the impression because of the footwork and the backflips that they do in boxing (laughs) famously so many i don't know they do say one but they're like you're jump roping all the time he's like that's different that's for boxing because i guess double dutch is like real girly i didn't know it was girly until now have either of you seen this movie before this this is way past the point where i would have even put disney channel on as background i remember seeing the previews for it I remember it was exactly as advertised, but they also, they pushed his song a lot more, push it to the limit. Yeah, I remember that song a lot. It was only on for like 45 seconds at the end of the movie, but that was like a big part of the push for the movie. I thought that song must have been in High School Musical because I knew that song. I think it got radio play. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure Disney Channel had like little music segments and stuff, especially when they did a bunch of remakes of older Disney songs. I think all of them did Circle of Life, but they really, like, in this time period, they really pushed a lot of the music careers of their actors. Pushing it to the limit. The song, I keep getting that confused with the song Bet On It, which I think is the baseball song from High School Musical 2. Bet on it, bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. That's the only words I remember. That's me too. It's just been (laughs) a thing in my head since I watched this movie like three hours ago. It's been really fun. Do you guys, since this is a jump rope movie, do you want to hear a joke about jump rope? I don't feel like we have a choice. Do you really want to hear it? Yeah. No, I think I'll skip it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, you guys remember that toy from the 90s, Skip It? Yeah, this sucked. I hit myself so much. I can only jump rope backwards also. I don't- What? I didn't know about it when I was a kid. My like PE teacher just told me I was doing it wrong. But if I try to do it forward, it just like doesn't work. That's so much more difficult. I think if you jump rope backwards, it works your muscles backwards and you lose muscles. Should I start warning people I see at the gym doing the elliptical backwards? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you think it also comes with aging backwards too? So like a real toss up. Benjamin buttoned, but like while they're working out. Yeah. That's fascinating. I like watching people do the Chrissy Cross thing. I can do that. Every time I do that, I always end up like, I can do two in a row and then I end up whipping myself. Mm. On accident, quote. <laughs> Whoops, didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Brennan, what's your jump roping skill? Level, one to 10. Oh, well, I have to rate it? Yeah. <laughs> With no explanation? Yeah. Five. I can double dunch really well on Final Fantasy X. What? I don't know what that means. And Final, in the game, I think it's the 10th one. I'm going to feel real dumb if it's a different one. There's one where there's like a mini game where there's two, there's like some kids like swinging a rope and you can like jump in there and try to like double judge to get like cool. bonus. Oh. I've double dutched once in my life for jump rope. It was called jump rope for life. And it I was- remember that. You do? 
Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got like t-shirts and frisbees. Yeah. We even did that in private school, although no one ever got anything, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, we got like water bottles. And I remember one time I double dutched and it was the highlight of my life. And here I am. There's like once. a few jump ropes in my office's gym and I keep wanting to use them because it seems fun, but I don't, I haven't jump roped since I was a kid probably. So I'm scared I'll be really bad at it and there'll be a bunch of gym people just like laughing at me yeah but you know what they probably don't know what they're doing either i don't know i saw one of them jump rope and he was really good at it my pro tip is start like if i'm having like a really bad coordination day i find it easier to do like one foot at a time so it's like you're stepping when you're that's what dorks do (laughs) okay also good exercise do you think that would be possible to do backwards? Yeah. Yeah. I picture you as being one of those people that when you jump rope, you accidentally like walk forward into a wall and you have to like back up every time. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like she should walk forward while she's doing it. You, yeah. There's I mean, a bunch of exercise that I want to do, but I'm scared. I don't know how to do them and I don't want people to like correct me, which I think is typical for gym stuff. But those like walking lunges that people do, they look really cool when they're doing it though. No, you should want people to correct you because if you have bad form, you're likely to injure yourself. Yeah, so, so I just don't do it. I just pick <laughs> different exercises. Or just, you know, go up to them and be like, hey, can you help me get started with this? No. Moving on. <laughs> I'm over this. That sounds awful. Well, it's, a, it's saying a lot that we'd rather talk about our history with jump roping than this movie. Yeah. I can we just talk it. about Creed 2? The new trailer dropped a couple days ago and Michael B. Jordan is ripped. Like in Creed 1 and just Creed, they didn't call it Creed 1, but it is now. He was like <laughs> pretty ripped. I wish. So we get Creed, Michael B. Jordan is like ripped as shit. And then I'm like, okay, that's as ripped as he can be. And then Black Panther happens and as Killmonger, he's like ripped even more. He was and very thick. I think he's gonna like rip a hole in space-time continuum if he rips anymore (laughs) i have uh, a copy of men's health magazine where he's wearing like pretty much the same outfit as when you first see him in black panther you know with like the glasses and he's got kind of like a top knot going on and then i think he's wearing like a a sherpa lined denim jacket i'm just completely smitten with him brandon Michael B. Jordan. I really liked Black Panther a lot. <laughs> that was he was in he was on Parenthood, movie. and he was really good on that. And he was also on Friday Night Lights briefly, which was by the same oh, guy. Who did Parenthood. I love Friday Night Lights, so I like most of the stuff he's been in. You can visit Austin, and I'll take you on the tour. Turns out the Landing Strip is a real place, and we drove by it. And I knew it was filmed here a lot, but I assumed they'd like changed the names of stuff for it. And then I drove by the Landing Strip strip bar, and I was like, ah, it's the one. Can you imagine us going into a strip club together? Yeah. Also, sorry, I just looked up Michael B. Jordan in Creed 2, and damn, he is cut. Yeah, so he was not in this movie, though, but it's relevant because boxing. Would you go to a strip club that instead of pole dancing, they jump rope? Yes. (laughs) I feel like that should, why is that not a thing? Because it'd be all jiggly. I feel like that's kind of one of the intentions of, like, what, like, the shaking and stuff. Yeah, but I think some parts that you don't want to shake would shake, whereas, you know, you can control what's shaking if you're pole dancing. Do men's, I've only seen, like, go-go dancers for men. Yeah, my experience with male strip clubs is the clips I have seen from Magic Mike. <laughs> so I want to say there's no uh, no poles. I feel like there could be an issue of like scrotum on pole while spinning. Yeah. 
But it's also just like generally less impressive because they're not wearing the giant heels that women are wearing. So they should be though. That's the only time I've seen like go-go dancers and stuff. There's this one drag show I went to where the go-go dancers, one of them had a mask that was part of his like whole persona. And it was so stressful because he would like very slowly put it on and take it off. And I was just like, what? oh gosh, where's the payoff? I hope he has time to put the mask on before they have to start the show. <laughs> We're focused on the fact that this movie takes place in Brooklyn and the whole movie is being narrated by somebody that we don't find out until literally like the last scene of the movie and it's not that exciting. It was not a good enough payoff to have it throughout this whole movie. At first I thought it was just him, Izzy, the main character. I thought it was Izzy just narrating his life in third person. Yeah, I thought he was doing the third person thing too. Uh, Yeah, I thought at the end it would be him, like, being a world-famous double Dutch jumper dancer and, like, at a book signing or something where he had, like, just written a memoir and, like, made world news or something. This movie felt like it was filmed 10 years before it was released and then released. What? It felt like a really old-school Disney Channel original movie. It really did. I feel like they – this came out – what would this have been, like – four decoms after high school musical maybe yeah four or five i think like the next one we're doing is high school musical too so i feel like they were really rushing to capitalize on like zach efron and vanessa hudgens would have been like way too big to have a decom kind of and so i feel like they wanted to get corbin like capitalize on his face as quickly as they could yeah i think you're right and i think that's why this whole plot feels very non-existent yeah, and it feels, it just, the camera shots were weird. Oh my God, they were the worst. It was so much movement. It was impossible to to focus on what was going on. And not only movement, but like everything was like at an angle while sweeping from up above down towards their feet. And up, oh, we're going to cut before that and circle around. And then, oh, we're going to zoom in real fast. And... and then there were just all these weird shots of Brooklyn. I don't think that was Brooklyn. Well, or like Toronto, like, probably. I'm like 100% sure that wasn't Brooklyn. Look at Andoni thinking he knows the city. I don't, but I can tell you. I can tell you that. So I don't normally do these trivia blast things, but this had 8.2 million viewers, which was more than High School, Music- High School Musical's release. Well, sense. I mean, that makes sense. They were really capitalizing on what they had going. 8.2 million people watched this movie. That's less than watch Survivor frequently. Is Survivor on like a standard channel? It's on CBS and you still have time to watch the first episode. And it's the best show on the TV right now. Oh, you want a, a, a trivia blast, which is actually really interesting and kind of ties into the last one that Brandon and I recorded together? Sure. Yeah. The film was originally set to star Raven Simone and it was going to be named Double Dutch. But due to unknown reasons, she was later re- it was later revamped to jump in with Corbin Blue. That's fascinating. Okay, but wait, would she have played... A girl trying to break into boxing who's also secretly double dutchering? That's a real good question. Or do you think they'd probably make it where she's like a double dutcher who secretly gets into boxing, which seems like a weird sport to randomly get into? Yeah, I don't know. Because they had the girl character who, like the female boxer. I bet she would have been a boxer and trying to get into double dutch. That movie would not have worked. No, it really wouldn't have. Boxing makes me really uncomfortable, especially when it's kids. But they were amateurs. They were wearing helmets and stuff. Yeah, but like... Which really, like, it doesn't protect that much, but it does save your ears and stuff. Yeah, so this ties into the next one, the next movie, which is Cheetah Girls 1. Oh, no, that's not even the next one. That's a while away. But she just, like, kind of dropped out of Disney movies, it seems like. Yeah, poor Raven. She kept getting kicked out of stuff. She's, like, kicked out of the next Cheetah Girls, right? I think 
she she was on like Doctor Doolittle and stuff. She started getting movie deals. I don't know if that timing works out. I think Doctor Doolittle was a few years before this. Well, but like I think like at this point she was still like kind of on the rise. Yeah. We talk about Raven way too much. I can't believe there were so many Chitty Girls movies. Girls Did- are practicing <laughs> jump roping. Is it? But they weren't jump roping. They were double dutching. Double dutch. Dutch. Double dutching. They were doing yeah. double dutch. There we go. But also he's like dancing through the streets of New York and it's disgusting. He like puts his face on the ground. That's normal though. Yeah. I've seen dancers do that and I've only been there once. I saw at least three separate people dance and put their face on the ground. But were they dancing for an audience? Yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't you're not willing to sacrifice that much if there's no one to see. I was sure this whole movie was going to be a stunt double and <laughs> this cordon bleu guy was just not gonna be in this. <laughs> Cordon Blue. <laughs> I cannot remember his name. I mean, Corbin Blue. That's pretty <laughs> close. You should just call him Chicken Cordon Blue. I don't know how much he did and how much was a stunt double. What he thinks he's too cool for? These girls doing double dutch, and he's a jerky yeah. flirt. I don't like that phrasing. I've been looking at that in the notes this entire conversation for some reason. It's really troubling to me. He jerky flirts thing. in a jerk, jerk like manner i get what it means i just don't for some reason jerky flirt maybe he's just like flirting while he grabs them by the wrist and jerks them around the park you want to keep making that a hand gesture way too close to where i don't want it to be (laughs) first of all i don't this is a problem if it's just gripped this tightly um (laughs) that's the first of all what's the second of all i I mean bluffing i knew it this many (laughs) This many directions seems problematic. <laughs> He'd be going in 360 directions. So he pretends to hate double dutching, which from now on, I'm just going to pretend like that's a vulgar act. Double douching. <laughs> he hates double dutching, but he really thinks it's kind of cool. It is really cool. Yeah. I was going to call it dutching. I was like, is that a drug thing? It sounds like a drug thing. Because I mean weed but i mean the dutch do like their marijuana <laughs> what no aren't amsterdamians dutch well there's that too but a dutch is like uh, never mind it doesn't matter i haven't heard that term brandon's from colorado as the weed expert brandon are you familiar with the dutch no it turns out uh we get a scene of like the dad cooking food and he tries to cook the mother's favorite thing because of course the mom is dead this movie just seemed like they took everything that's ever been in a decom ever and shoved it together, including the dead parent storyline. It was totally cut and paste. 100%. Well, she was a dead real estate agent. And she had to be. I'm sure she was. If we were to ask, they would say, oh, she was a real estate agent. Yeah, for sure. No doubt. I need a job. <laughs> I would really like if they started explaining how the parents died because there's like a huge list of dead parents in these movies and I don't think we've ever once like oh she got hit by a car oh she died in her sleep in how many situations do you talk to somebody that was that already knows yeah I'm not saying it's realistic I just want to know is there like a string of like unsolved cold cases where like these daddies <laughs> are killing the moms you know what it's probably ties back to practical magic she fell in love with an Owens lady and she died early <laughs> I want let's do another decom podcast but it's just the cold cases of dead parents oh and we have to meticulously watch the movies and actually fully pay attention to try yeah, and pick up let's more just like make up stuff I'm down with I'm it down. what do you think happened to the bomb in this one boxing accident 
think she got into a double dutching. Yeah, like a double dutching. She was double dutching in the street and a car ran her over because there was a car coming and she needed to get out of the way, but she was about to do like a kickflip 360 dutch. And she didn't want to give up because she was like, I've been waiting my whole life to do this. And then the car didn't (laughs) stop and she died. Oh, I thought I was thinking something pretty gruesome also, but like a strangulation double dutch accident. Too obvious. With like a random boxer thrown in there. (laughs) Someone just comes up, knocks her out, and then she gets tangled up and strangled in the double dutch rope. Was that, I don't think there was ever a mom. (laughs) I think that she was a robot from Smart House. So the dad doesn't want to talk about it. And he wants to try and keep things the same. How recently, it seemed like the mom had been dead for a really long time and that he was just starting to like, maybe he was in a deep depression and had just started like trying to cope and like cook and stuff. Well, I think maybe it was just like a few years later and he just had this ritual and they didn't have the heart to tell him like, dad, you suck at We get another DCOM dad that wants their son to be what they want them to be. And he wants his son Izzy to be a boxer. This is very unlike Creed. Uh, Creed is Apollo Creed's son and Apollo Creed died in a boxing related accident. And so everybody's kind of like discouraging him from being a boxer because they're like, your dad died. This is super dangerous. Instead, the father in this movie is like, go get your head hit a bunch. How do we rate this dad? Should we? He's like a five. He's a Anonish. He's I would say five in the beginning. He redeems himself. He's like a six. He's a six. Yeah, I'd probably give him a six. He's not I feel like a lot of the tension between those two, like most decoms, it's like the simplest thing where it's just like a communication issue. I'm gonna give him a seven. Yeah, because you know what? Why after they talk, it's just like it doesn't even matter. He's like he's super supportive. No, it's an eight. (laughs) 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 He tries so hard. But, and you know, he tries to cook and he, he's running a business and he's taking care of them. And he's doing his best. And then like, he's just not communicating. And then he does. And he's like, I super support you. That's totally fine that you don't want to follow my dreams. Yeah. And it's not like Izzy ever told him he didn't want to be a boxer. He was pretty into it at the beginning. So how was daddy supposed to know? Yeah. Eight out of, eight out of 10 boxing gloves, decom daddy. This movie's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. This is one that's... The ones that are really good are fun to talk about. And the ones that are really bad are fun to talk about. This one, like, it was one where as I was watching it, I feel like I can only remember three minutes of it at a time. So, like, the three minutes before that three minutes chunk was just, like, gone. There it goes. I don't know what this movie's. I felt like I wasn't watching it. I totally know what you're saying. Well, there was so much of the movie. I was just, like, is this important enough to actually add the note? Because, like, if I, I was like, no, this isn't important. There wasn't enough important stuff. And if I tried to make everything important, I would just basically be rewriting the script. So, which I mean, wouldn't be bad, probably. If I did a rewrite, yeah. let's do it. Yeah, it it is difficult, like to continue talking about it or to, like jump back into it. Jump in. To- jump into it. Oh. <laughs> okay. It turns out that Mary, the girl that he was. Uh, jerky flirting with earlier lives in his building like right above and this would have been I'm just gonna keep distracting from the plot because I don't have much to say on it I remember getting walkie talkies a bunch as a kid for Christmas because I always thought they were really really cool they are I'd get them and realize that none of my friends live close enough and that I didn't want to talk to my sisters and so I just had like walkie talkies and no friends how many walkie talkies did you have I probably, it was probably like an every other Christmas gift sort of thing. Cause like they'd make Power Rangers ones or like Barbie ones. Did you just keep them all or throw them out? Probably threw them out. They were probably also pretty cheap and also never really got used. But then I was like, oh, but this one has like a 
calculator. Yeah, these two kids in this movie were the perfect kids to use walkie-talkies with each other. Hmm. But it was never clear if they liked each other or were even friends. They didn't need walkie-talkies. They could just, like, look out their fire escapes. Also, as a parent, I would not let my kids have the the room with the fire escape, which is, like, definitely an access point for an intruder or for them to fall off the fire escape. Oh, yeah. I always thought it would be so cool to have a room with, like, a fire escape on it that you could go and hang out on and... Yeah, oh, that would have been cool. He's like, hey, Arnold. I yeah, was thinking that he, when I was watching this. He had this. Like, roof access. Oh, he did, he did also have fire escape access. There, the apartment building across the parking lot from my duplex, they have a fire escape and someone has like potted plants out on it. And that's exactly what I want. I want to have a fire escape where I can have all my potted plants and I can just chill out there. I had a fire escape near my door at an old apartment and it was faster to go down that but then one day I fell down in a whole bunch it was kind of a perfect fall where I like slid down it and I was holding my lunch that I was carrying to work which was like rice and corn and beans and stuff and so like it was kind of a cartoony thing where I slid and then slid all the way down and then like turned and went down the next row as like the rice was falling on me because I had like thrown it up in the air <laughs> oh Jesus I was I was fine wow <laughs> so yeah they live on connecting fire escapes. Which is dangerous and Antonio does not approve. I do not approve. Also, you know, I'm selfish. And as a parent, I would want the cool room with a fire escape. They live in the same apartment building. They know each other. I guess they've probably grown up with each other. Although he definitely seems older than her, right? He really does. And he seems like she seems like she's the right age for this movie. He seems like he's five years too old for the character he's playing. But it might just be because he was buff. Speaking of buff, he's training for the Golden Gloves match. I kept hearing Golden Globes. The Golden yeah, Globes match. That's just where you punch someone in their fake golden balls. And their <laughs> boobs. And their boobs. Oh. And he's got to go up against Big Rodney as like a, a pre-match, I think. <laughs> I feel like his nickname is like, his nickname is the best level of understanding for how little effort they put into this movie. They're like, we need a nickname for him, like a cool boxer name. Okay, his name is Rodney. What do we get? Big Rodney. Okay, we're done. (laughs) Little Rodney. No. (laughs) I didn't understand. He was like, were you talking about real big Rodney? The one who's like super tall? It's like, okay, but there's definitely only one person named Rodney there. (laughs) Why is clarification needed? Rodney... Not the best actor. No. No. But also not the worst. This movie set the bar pretty low. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so it's so difficult to like jump back into it. You know what else set the bar low? <laughs> I can't get Dad's ability to do hair. Oh, that's like point number three. Yeah. No, that's we're number seven. And also we started lonely. talking about Rodney and I think the hair thing is like non. His dad yeah, is see, <laughs> this is exactly what I was talking about. Like it was difficult to know what was important. I mean, the only reason I say that is because like that's kind of where they start to hint that mom is dead or whatever. So anyways, Rodney's a big neighborhood <laughs> bully and he goes to the boxing gym too. And we see him bullying someone and he's a bully. He's a dick. I thought it was cool that if this were any other movie and they're... Like, they kept fighting a bunch, but it was okay because they're boxers. And that was funny to me. Well, it's not okay when you're at school. It's not okay when you're at school. It was actually kind of scary. I thought he was going to get his ass kicked a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. So, like, in this one, they kept, like, escalating and it escalated to the end, like, this big old fight. And instead of the adults being like, oh, no, children, don't hit each other. They're like, here, put on these helmets. Oh, no, there wasn't even any adults around during, like, 
the climactic fight. They're, yeah, I but think... there's like no adults stopping them either. Like in most sitcoms, they'd be like, ew. Have you guys ever gotten in a fight? I was going to ask that, but mm, not a real fight. I was in a fight in junior high, kind of. Same. Can you tell the story? Somebody did something mean to me and I got off the ground and I chased him and he was like a track star and I caught him and I don't know how I caught him it was pure adrenaline and I caught him and I tackled him to the ground and then we both got in trouble and that's it that's what happened there's like several occasions because I was like bullied a lot when I was younger especially because I transferred schools in like fifth grade to so that my sister and I would be going to the same school but then that was in the mean streets of Philadelphia at a Quaker school. <laughs> but the kids were like, they were real dicks. And so they were like kind of bullies and mean to me. And then there was like mm, several like half fights. I don't know what you call it. It was more just like intimidation. Chest pumping and shirt taking off. I really like. <laughs> yeah, because eight, eight year olds take off their shirts. Well, no, have there. you seen it though? <laughs> I got into like, I almost had three men get in a fight for me at a bus stop recently. Did you take and your shirt off? No, I didn't. But <laughs> like one of the guys who was going to beat up the guy who was horrible to me, like just immediately was just like stood up and ripped off his shirt immediately. Just like, it was like, what's it called? When they hit your knee reflex. Yeah. Where you're just like fight time, shirt off. It was just so, so fast. He, he hit your knee? No. You're saying like when the doctor hits your knee. <laughs> I know. I make it a joke. Everyone laugh at Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney's a bully, just like we all were bullied probably a bunch. <laughs> I mean, basically what happens is Izzy decides to join a jump roping competition because he thinks it's cool because they're moving really, really fast. And he's like, that's pretty cool. I mean, it is really impressive. We learned that Rodney, this was actually kind of a good scene. Yeah. We learned that Rodney is broke, that his family is out of work, and that his teacher is giving him clothes and donations and stuff. He doesn't want to, he wants to look tough, so he throws it all away. And it's really kind of sad. Well, I don't, I think if Izzy wasn't there in the hallway to witness it, he would have like kept the clothes. But man, teachers are so great because that's a thing that happens a lot. Like teachers will buy school supplies for kids that can't afford it or like give them lunch or buy them clothes. Yeah. Teachers are pretty incredible. Yeah. Go teachers. This is now the podcast where we talk about how great teachers are. <laughs> this is the podcast where we talk about literally anything else, even though we really want to talk about this movie and get through it. There's just... Yeah. No, this yeah. scene actually kind of made me sad because yeah. he ke- because Rodney kept calling Izzy daddy's boy, like as an insult. But yeah. really deep down, he was crying out for help. Maybe he was experiencing bullying at home and that's why he was a bully. I mean, a lot of the time, that's what it is, right? Like, bullies are compensating for something that's lacking or they're fighting people who are living the life they wish they could be living. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what he was projecting with the daddy's boy. And this movie would have been so much better if it was just about Rodney. Yeah, so he likes the... He's impressed by the jump roping, and it's time to fight Rodney. And he beats him out in the end with skill because Rodney's just aggressive and uh, Izzy is skilled. And then after the fight, he brings the clothes to Rodney because he's a good person. I guess in the end, he must have told Rodney that he brought the clothes to him because Rodney is the one narrating. Surprise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shit. Good. Oh, layers. Does that... That means Rodney knows a lot of very intimate details about Izzy. Oh, yeah. 
That's it doesn't true. work. It doesn't work as a narration. It's like Gossip Girl. It really doesn't work as a narration, at least not from Rodney's perspective. I think it would have worked much better if it was just kind of a flashback style, like League of yeah. the Rum. So one of the girls of the four-girl double dutch team decides to quit the double dutch team because their routine isn't fire. It is not lit, as some would say. As most would say. There are certain situations when I know the word lit is correct. No, I use fire. Oh, fire. fire was like three years ago, and I like to be about three years behind. Isn't there a song where it's like fire, fire? Shorty fire burning on the no, dance not that floor. One. I like Whoa. that song. We should have watched Step It Up instead of this movie. Which one is Step It Up? Thinking this was Gotta Kick It Up. Gotta Kick It Up is also better. What's Step It Up? Step Up is. Or, yeah, it's Step It Up. It's uh, Channing Tatum, one of his... It's like a dance movie. Oh, yeah. And then there's like Step Up to the Streets. Yeah, and they got the apple bottom jeans. That one was... I worked at a movie theater for a while, so there's like a two-year span of movies that I know by their credit sequences. <laughs> oh, this is really <laughs> difficult. Well, it's stupid because all that happens is he joins a double dutch team. Then there's so many montages of them practicing. So many. So they trick him into trying out double dutch and he doesn't want to do it because of toxic masculinity and obviously double dutching is for girls, but regular jump roping is for manly men who box and they convince him he won't do it on public practice. Lots of practice. The queer eyes come in and give him a complete makeover of personality and mind and looks. Mm. Uh, so they practice a lot he gets real good they really like freestyle but gotta change it yeah so Corbin helps them freshen up their whole style and they change their names to the red hot chili jumpers steppers yeah, it, no they didn't use the word red hot and it drove me fucking nuts because it was clearly a play on red hot chili peppers they were just yeah. the chili pepper steppers or something hot chili steppers yeah it was something like that no, yeah. that's what it was. It was something it was, like I that. I wrote it down. <laughs> Not like that. It's what it was. Brandon, you have to you have to wrestle the editing away from her on this one. Otherwise, she's going <laughs> to be Similar to that. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, so he changes the name. He changes the routine. Routine? Poutine. Like the pasta. Routine? <laughs> routine, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he changes the routine. They go and watch. I dubbed them the Soul Jumpers because they they just they just jump for the fun of it, man. They just jump to jump. No ex blads. No ex blads. No sponsors. All right, wait. So those Soul Jumpers, that's who they met in like the alley. That they were like, this is underground. This is so cool. They don't do it for the sport. They do it for the sport. I mean, they were in a park. <laughs> Brandon nice hasn't sunny. been to a park in a very long time. A nice sunny open park, not a dank alleyway like the one he was dancing through in the beginning of the movie. I wasn't paying attention. I was eating M&Ms and I do the thing where, so they're peanut M&Ms and I do the thing where you bite the chocolate off around the peanut Gross. first. Ew. And then you eat the no. peanut. So I spent most of this movie focusing on like... <laughs> Disgusting habit. The, That's what you focused on. That's worse than vaping. Don't, we're not doing this again. My weird candy thing that I learned from Kevin is when I'm eating Kit Kats, I, so I like bite off all the chocolate and then I try yes. and separate the wafers. Yeah. Yes. So I like bite the top one and then bite the bottom one. And if I get the, the middle one as a whole thing without any chocolate on it, then I win. Yeah. That's normal people stuff. on like Brandon's you know disgusting, disgusting habit. <laughs> do you know what else I do with Snickers? Oh no. Do you suck all the, all the peanuts out of the caramel? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I eat the chocolate off around it, and then I bite the I eat the nougat off the bottom, and then I eat the caramel and peanut like it's a. What is wrong with you? It sounds so messy. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> you can do it with like three Musketeers bars. That's acceptable. Kit Kats. That's acceptable. When you got a nougat and like caramel in it, you can kind of do it with Twix. Oh, Twix are another thing. You bite off the the bottom nougat yeah. cookie no. first. Why would why wouldn't you bite off the caramel first? And then you the have caramel's like, the best part, so you save it for last. Yeah, hundred percent. Leave the shell of chocolate around the caramel. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what fine. candy bar are we talking about right now? Twix. <laughs> oh yeah. But with Snickers, you eat all the chocolate off first. Yeah, because it's a thicker chocolate. Twix isn't very thick. You're um, a monster. You, I just imagine you like so messy. <laughs> no, I'm so meticulous. Like, like a child in a candy store, like just covered in chocolate and then like sticky caramel webbing between your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and then and also you, you're wearing a white shirt now. So just imagine that's destroyed. <laughs> this will last one day. And then when you eat, no one cares anymore about these, but when you eat Reese's, you chew off like the thicker chocolate first around the top. Around no. the top? I just, the bottom. I just eat the whole fucking thing at once. You eat it, no, you eat around, so then you have like the best bite in the middle. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> they changed the name, they changed the style, they want to do a double judge showcase, but he misses it because dad gets tickets to an actual boxing match, and he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. Which they didn't really, they didn't, they, they didn't really tell us that. He, it, the dad was like, got tickets to a match. And then it all happened so fast and he just doesn't show up. And if you blink, you miss it. Yeah. I did blink. I missed it every way I rewinded at this part and then realized I hadn't missed anything. I, that's actually exactly what I did. Can you kick somebody off the team who's not really on your team? At this point, has he decided to be a full member of the team? No, at this point he was doing it until they could find a replacement. Yeah. Also, like, Double Dutch looks super tough. It is. Just jumping in to begin with is difficult. It's stupid that it's not seen, uh, like, where it's gendered. Okay, let's finish this, because Kevin and I have a horror movie to watch after this. Which one? Ooh! Um, Possibly The Babysitter, also maybe Undecided. He watches a horror movie every day in October, so... Nice, I'm gonna do that, too. Now that we live together, I'm really shoehorning myself in there. Watch Blue Ruin next so we can talk about that, because I'm watching this, that when we're done with this. Blue Ruin? Yeah, it's by the same guy who did Green Room. I have also not seen Green Room. He misses the showcase, realizes gender stereotypes are dumb, and then he made a mistake. Rodney humiliates him by posting pictures that he took of them double dutch practicing all over school. Oh, everyone thinks he's a loser because everyone finds out he's a double dutcher. And that part just made me so mad. It's High School Musical again. Yeah. I think they really undervalue how intelligent some teenagers are and like the emotional capacity where it's just like the entire school is like, oh, he's so stupid. I thought a hit would have gotten better after High School Musical, but here we are. Yeah, High School Musical tries to do this like hypocritical, oh, we're all, we all have different stuff, but we all should work together. And then this is like three movies later and they're like, just kidding, we learned nothing. But luckily someone in this movie doesn't suck ass. And that's the woman boxer or the girl boxer. She's the best in her city and she's a girl. And she's like, do you think I would be the best girl boxer in this city if I listened to what people said about gender stereotypes? And there is the only part of this movie I enjoyed. Yeah. It was good. My stepmom was an amateur boxer. Really? Yeah. Oh. She She's pretty badass. Um, she was also a personal trainer for a while and now she does um, mountain bike races. And that's how my dad met her because he like he works in the boxing industry, so he like. I what does he, he went, do? 
Why have we not gotten this insight until what? this point? In the- I know. Because it, it, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about boxing very little in this movie. <laughs> we've talked about everything but this movie and everything but boxing. There's nothing to talk about. He he joins the double dutch and then he leaves the double dutch and then he does both and it's fine. Yeah. Done. Um, so my dad, he's had several different jobs, but right now he, um, my whole life he's he owns the company that maintains the records for each of the individual fighters. So like if a matchmaker wants to put together a fight, they have to call him to get the record to see if they're equally matched and also if someone's on suspension or not, because after a fight you're on suspension for a certain amount of time. Cause you know, like brain damage stuff. This is exciting. This is so Um, cool. And so he does that. He's done that my whole life. And he also works for the New Jersey boxing commission, which I don't really know what that does but uh, does like a lot of international stuff. So like they have helped establish the, the boxing scene in China. So like what? he goes to China a lot. He's going to Japan again on New Year's, which I'm jealous of. Macau, he travels so fucking much. I'm like, dad, you need to take it easy. You're 66 or something. Your dad's so- basically like a Pokemon professor, but for boxers. Yeah. Pretty Did much. he organize the Logan Paul fight? That was MMA. That was MMA. He doesn't. Um, they they had thought about um, expanding the the record company to MMA, but did he schedule the rematch between Big Rodney and Izzy? Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd get back into the movie. Oh, good try. Well, anyway, this is not where I talk about my father. Let's get through all your daddy issues. <laughs> Oh, dad, daddy finds the picture of Izzy. Do we ever just say dad instead of daddy? No, we can't. Why would we? Okay, sorry. We had merchandise available that says DCOM daddy. It's our Hold on, let me fix that in the notes. Daddy, okay, read that again. Daddy finds Izzy picture in the trash. Finally have confrontation. Izzy hates boxing, which, whatever. I, he, He was fine with it. He just wanted to do both. He just, like. No, he didn't like boxing at all. He, the only reason he did it is because like his dad really focused on in on it after his mom died, and I think that was like Fair. the dad's coping mechanism for not having to talk about the mom's death and also still remain close to his children. Well, child. The mom had to have died pretty recently because his little sister's very young. She's like eight. She's literally eight. She says it like five times. I'm eight. eight. I know stuff. Okay, here we go. Rodney and Izzy have a rematch, but instead of fighting, Izzy does backflips, and then he talks about feelings to Rodney. He's like hey man, it's not my fault your dad is out of work. Um, I don't want to fight with you. I'm so tired of being mad. I mean, he does insult the shit out of Rodney first. And then he's like, oh, now let's talk about our feelings. Yeah. And he's like, I don't want to have beef with you. And he gets rid of it. Chucks that beef in the trash. Mm -hmm. Seems like a waste of meat, but okay. (laughs) Why would you eat the money when there's so much yogurt? (laughs) Time for the Devil Dutch competition, the big one, the big, uh, the hoot nanny. The real one. Today in our group chat that we have for a professional podcast, Andoni mentioned, hey, I'm watching this movie and there's 20 minutes left. If all of this is Devil Dutch, I'm quitting. And I got to, I could tell exactly what point you were at when that happened because I also looked at the time and I was like. The bad news is from here, the rest of the movie is Devil Dutch. The good news is. We don't have to talk about it because it's over. It was pretty good double dusting. It was. It was good. They just, I wish they would have just shown a routine. 
like a fall routine yeah they just kept cutting between so you couldn't get a feel for what anybody was doing it'd be like 30 seconds of this double dutch 30 seconds of these people oh now look at these feet zoomed in oh look at this person's head while they're that's what i hate about disney dance routines and stuff they always do all of these cuts because the people can't actually do these things so they have to piece them together yeah but i mean that's like very much the style of that type of thing like in bring it on they didn't show you bring it on they show you like everybody they go in order like they show you routines maybe not the whole routine but they'll show you like one team's general thing don't you like bring it on it's good it's better than this bring it on so good we should we should do an episode of that yeah like or even step it up or save the last dance or center stage like they'll show they'll do drum line or what was that breakdancing movie? You got served. <laughs> is that oh, Kevin Federline? Anyway, like this one, they just, they won't show you because like a whole routine is put together to have a flow. It's kind of like poetry almost to be kind of lame. But So like when you cut it up like that, you're not, you're just saying random moves and it doesn't really make sense and it's not captivating. Yep. Yeah. And also the camera work was just so shit. This is when they're doing the zooming and the flying and the yeah. tilt. And then the whole time you're just wondering who is a stunt double and who's actually able to do that. But, and then they have, this is when they finally play the song that they pushed really hard as part of the marketing for the movie. Bet on P- it. Pushed, pushed to the limit. <laughs> push it, it to the limit. Push it, push it to the limit, limit. Cause we're in it to win it. Okay, there you go. Now that's enough of the song that you don't need to put a clip in there and we won't get flagged on YouTube again. Then we find out Rodney has been the narrator the whole time and he's in a boxing like gym talking to a bunch of children but we don't know what he's coaching yeah like are they little children boxers is children boxing a thing or are Are they children jump ropers are they teaching the jump ropers well because he's at one point he's like hey that was pretty cool maybe you can teach me those flips so maybe he got really into jump roping too my guess is that it's an after-school program in the boxing studio and he teaches boxing, but he also teaches acceptance. But do kids box is my question that hasn't been answered. Are they like little five-year-olds like just punching each other in the head? Yeah. I don't okay. know. I've got somewhere, there are pictures of my sister and I wearing enormous gloves that like come all the way up to our elbows when we were kids. Oh, that's so cute. Did you punch I can each find, other? Mm, no, we punched my cousin. Oh, I boxed one time and I won. Wait, what? How what? did you just remember this? <laughs> it was at a 4th of July party and somebody brought two pairs of boxing <laughs> gloves and they were like, who wants to box? And it's so weird now, but I boxed this guy who was like a senior, but he wasn't like fit or anything, but neither okay. was I. Oh, you're talking about a high school senior? No, what? what happened is we both just got really tired and so and he got tired <laughs> first. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> They're heavy. Like, the whole like you like jump roping, but not good at exercising. <laughs> yeah, I won at boxing because I was the least bad. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's a good place to end this movie. That like that that captures the feeling <laughs> I have about this movie. Okay, but Rodney is no older, so he's he's like I tell that story every year. Like it's been years and years and years. So. <laughs> why did he say? Why did he say at the end? He was, they were like, and the winner is, and then it cuts to Rodney, and he's like, they didn't win, they won the year after. But then it cuts back, and they did win. No, no, so that was the competition <laughs> to get them to statewide. They didn't win, they won that one, they didn't win statewide that year, but they won it the next year. Okay. I must uh, have misread him. 
Um, and however long this has been, I don't know, like three months later or something, apparently Mary and Izzy are still dating. They kiss at one point. We forgot to say that. Big deal. It's one of the many Romeo and Juliet uh, fire escape scenes. I looked it up and there's children boxing. Good. Let's go fight them. <laughs> um, yeah. And the movie ends and the credits are cute because dad's learning to double dutch. Laurie, hit us with that review. Oh, I yeah. Find what I'm sorry. I was trying to figure out how young or how old kids had to be to box. Fine. However long it takes Holy them to shit. swing okay. their arms. How old do you think, like, what do you think is the youngest that the YMCA allows children to punch each other in the fucking head? Four. Seven. Oh, um, is that any kind of punching? Well, boxing. Oh, five. It's eight. You guys are monsters for, like, thinking Well, that. I took a karate class at the well, Y at five years old. different, though. Like, boxing is just all head trauma. Yeah, but first of all, kids can't punch that hard. At that but point... But their brains are so soft. Yeah, but they're still developing, so there's time to bounce back, kind of. But they're definitely wearing headgear, and the gloves are super enormous. They're so heavy, the kids can't really swing them properly. I'm not worried about it. I don't like contact sports. So a lot of people rated this very highly. A lot of people said this is the best movie they've ever seen. This one, I'm going to give you, is from 2007. I found a 1 out of 10 titled Jump Out. Ooh, clever. Right. Jump In is a realistic portrayal of the most unrealistic situation possible. Izzy Daniels, played by an afro-headed Corbin Blue, needs to decide between his dad's dream of wrestling, nope, and his own secret burning passion to join a double Dutch team. The first and thankfully only time I watched Jump In, I literally predicted every twist that would happen in this movie. Do they make a rating P for predictable? This director must have been forced to make this movie by a pirate in the middle of the English Channel. What? <laughs> that is the only explanation I can think of for why that poor man would want to jump into bankruptcy. I hope you take my word to heart, America. That was wild. I really love when you can imagine the people writing these reviews being like, <laughs> jump out. I'm so clever. <laughs> I mean, we laughed. And also, this movie had to have made a shit ton of money considering the ads they probably ran during it because it had like 8.2 million viewers. Yeah. For the record, we didn't laugh at them for the way they wanted us to laugh with Oh, them. I did. I thought it was very funny. Um, <laughs> sorry to speak for you. I would like to say that I learned from this movie that if Disney makes a single other movie where it's somebody who does a tough sport, figuring out they like a sport that's typically not seen as tough and then hides it, I quit. I mean, I was real close to quitting with the, uh, they really cut the 20 minute mark fine. I think it was like 16 minutes of, of double dutching. This movie shouldn't have happened. My, actually, my lesson learned was, I know, but it was kind of close to yours, what I was going to say. I learned that we are not out of that era of Disney Channel original movies, that this kind of crap happens. We've not progressed. <laughs> are we ever going to be i feel like we have one good one like every five that makes us excited just just to bring us back down you don't always have to try and fulfill people's expectations of you that's what they wanted you to get out of it so they're happy i rate this uh three out of ten i don't have any this episode's going to be interesting to listen to it was just non-existent we dropped a lot of jokes 
we talked about we talked about a lot of really interesting stuff yeah i kind of knew there wouldn't be much meat and potatoes to the discussion of the movie so i you know you kind of just have to go off topic yeah we were on topic yeah i know but like you have hot topic crop topic hot topic oh i give this movie a two out of ten i don't want to ever see it again i'm hoping that if they listen to this and hear that i gave it a two out of ten they'll stop making these kind of movies it was so boring how do you rate that because like poorly in terms of it's like a five out of ten but not for enjoyment just like it wasn't so shitty but it wasn't real good. It was just like, eh. that's what I give it. I give it a meh out of 10. We'll count that as a one because Josh actually tracks these. Oh, okay. Well then a three. <clears throat> a three. I don't know whose ratings are whose anymore. Laura, you gave it a three? Yeah, I think. I already forgot. I literally cannot <laughs> keep anything pertaining to this movie in my brain. <laughs> okay guys grab your jump ropes and hop on over to itunes google play wherever you listen to your podcasts and remember to rate comment and subscribe you can also find us on all relevant social media links will be in the description they won't but, be but we can pretend no we ha- we can start adding them to the description it's now because then i can't copy and paste as easily andoni copy and paste what because if I put like the Facebook link to the Facebook on our Facebook, then it's weird. So I have to like personalize it more and it'll take longer. Only oh, by like I got minutes, you. But it's fine. They'll find us. We're done. This, <laughs> we're, oh, our spirits are broken. This. I hated this. I hated it so much. This I is really depressing. Like I'm finally, I'm, <laughs> I'm now catching up to Brandon. He, Because you guys dragged him in and then his spirit was broken. And now my spirit's being broken. Do you I guys think remember I've... on the Fairly Odd Parents episode where Vicky was neutering her pets? Yeah. That's, that's you uh, guys. She was neutering her pets? Yeah, like she would get a new pet and treat it really, really good and give it like the best food because she was preparing it to like be neutered. And all the other animals were like, just wait, you'll see. And then that Ooh. pet got neutered and then was sad. That's kind of nice of her in a sadistic way. But that's you. Yeah. You're, you're neutered now. You chopped my balls off. Didn't want to think about it literally, but <laughs> I suppose that was where it was going. I'm done. I done. Quit. Okay, goodbye.